You are now listening to the Fantasy Whisper Podcast with your hosts, Johnny, Game Time Hicks, and Big Trabby. Up, Whisper Nation. Big Trabby is in the house. Uh, we are here doing our Lady Listener League draft live here on Facebook uh, 2018. We're having some technical difficulties in the back. Banner fell down. That's all right. We're just going to keep it rolling here. I just want to let you guys know we're here, and I'm going to do some commenting as these ladies draft. These are 10 lady listeners that we have selected to join our Lady Listener League, and we're excited to get this going. So let's go ahead and get them up here. And this is, of course, their draft section. Should be starting here anytime soon. We've got everybody kind of trickling in. So... <clears throat> Draft is set to start at 10.30 a.m., and I believe we're going to be able to watch it right here, watch as it goes live. Yep, and Bailey is on the clock with that number one pick, so we'll see. Todd Gurley comes off the board, no surprise there. So up next is Chelsea. Todd Gurley is a great pick, especially, you know, Bailey's living in L.A., so she probably wants to be able to go to those games and root for that, root for Todd Gurley. Who wouldn't? The Rams. Went from last to first in offense with uh, Sean McVay being hired. And so, therefore, they're an exciting bet to continue that success. And Todd Gurley was the motor that made them run. 70% of the offense went through Todd Gurley. That led the league. David Johnson was the second pick by Chelsea. Uh, not surprised there. Chelsea is a big fan of the Arizona Cardinals. We have Marin selecting Le'Veon Bell. Right after that, Zeke Elliott. And now Lindsay, first-timer, playing fantasy football on the clock here. Who will she choose? You know. And Lindsay, she went to Penn State, so she takes Saquon Barkley there. I think that's a good fit. She's also a Giants fan. That's awesome. Women Rock is up on the board. And, yes, they do. That's why we have this Lady Listener League, because they do rock. We got T-Bone Smith in the house saying, what's up? What's up, T-Bone? Welcome in. Thanks for joining us. Chelsea says, my draft is going to be the best. She believes she started strong with David Johnson. I don't blame her. That's a great pick. Women Rock takes Leonard Fournette. I think it's a great pick. You look at how much Jacksonville ran last year. They don't trust Blake Bortles completely, so they're going to run and play to that defense. Leonard Fournette is a workhorse back. Up next at the seventh spot, we have Anime Lover or Anime Love LVR. I believe that's what their name is there. So we'll see her pick. Also, Lisa is in the house. She is picking and watching the draft unfold with us. So welcome in, Lisa. She picks Ezekiel Elliott, workhorse back for the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm going to guess um, a couple of the ladies aren't in based on you know, we have these designators here uh, that say they're online, and I think we're going to have an auto pick here, um, which is normal. This happens sometimes. You'll, you'll have some, especially with the online drafts. That's why we like to suggest doing a live draft if you can. If you can get everybody in the same room, um, or we, we enjoy that. The culture that's set there by, you know, having everybody there, everybody gets to have beers if they're drinking, everybody gets to, you know, razz each other in person. We enjoy that kind of uh, atmosphere. It just seems to be the best. It seems to be the most fun, and uh, the energy is just a whole lot higher that way. 
Um, so it looks like one, Zombie Ball, who was at the end here, has jumped on. So that's good. Time's up here. We have, I believe we're going to have an auto pick. I don't think it'll be as slow on the on the wrap around here. Once they're set in as auto pick, that's probably the situation that happens there. Or at least we're hoping. So another issue with the online drafts and then the auto picking that happens is you then risk uh, having something like that where someone's not in there. It takes a little bit longer. You're just kind of slowing uh, the pace down, which is, you know, if you can't make it, we understand that for sure. Just uh, one of the benefits of live drafting really is to be able to, um, you know, you're on the clock. People see you there. You can't escape it. You can't escape your pick. Uh, the auto pick was Antonio Brown at seven. Not surprised there. We think he's going to be a first round pick, followed by Melvin Gordon, Kareem Hunt. And then Zombie Ball gets Alvin Kamara at the 10 spot. Alvin Kamara is a little bit interesting. Opened this year with his ADP up at these five spot. So, um, and there we, we got our first, uh, our first wild pick of the draft in the second round here uh, with their back-to-back -back pick. After the Alvin Kamara pick, Zombie Ball selects Deshaun Watson. As, I, as much as a fan of, as I am of Deshaun Watson, Pretty, pretty big, uh, pretty bold pick there to take him in the second round, especially in a 10-team league, but it could pay off dividends. As we saw last year, he was very successful, uh, had the best seven-game stretch of a rookie quarterback ever. Um, so if he can repeat that highly, what we think to be unsustainable, then this wouldn't be a bad pick at all. DeAndre Hopkins goes with the second pick of the second round, followed by Jordan Howard, Christian McCaffrey, Rob Gronkowski, Big fan of that pick there. If you if you can take Rob Gronkowski in the second round of a lot of your drafts, I'm I'm digging that. In the ten team league, it does get a little bit iffy there, but uh, I do enjoy Rob Gronkowski. I think he's a he's a lock to be really really good this year, especially with the Edelman suspension. So Lindsay has to follow up her Saquon Barkley pick here in the second round. She does it with another Giant. No surprise here. She loves those New York Football Giants. She takes Odell Beckham Jr. Love the value you can get that pick. Uh, or love the value she got in that pick there. Joe Mixon is up next, followed by Julio Jones. And now Chelsea is on the clock with her second pick. We'll see here. She's deliberating over there. It's interesting to see in these 10-team leagues, and, and just in any draft in general, what kind of the landscape is. Are you going to go running back, running back? Are you going to go running back, wide receiver? Um, in, women rocks, in Women Rock's case, she took Leonard Fournette and Rob Gronkowski. I don't mind that pairing. I think especially with how deep 10-team uh, leagues can get as far as positional strength, uh, that's a great one. You want to have an up uh, an advantage. So Chelsea takes Dalvin Cook here. Once again, I think that's a great pick. Um, I think Dalvin Cook, he showed he just played in the preseason. They didn't think he was going to be able to play, but he did. He got a couple runs in. I think he's going to be a strong workhorse back. If you look at his usage last year, it would have been on par with that of Melvin Gordon or LaShawn McCoy. So he was really being used as a workhorse back. I like his catch percentage to increase this year. And with a strong defense out of Minnesota to kind of give the ball back to the offense, Dalvin Cook should see a lot of work this year. So Lindsay giving us the, that emoji love. She said she's pretty happy with her team, I take it here. She got the Giants, Giants loaded, Giant talent loaded on that roster. Chris Hanna with a OBJ great value. 
And Chelsea says, this giant squad, though, Lindsay. I don't know if maybe Chelsea's a little jelly that she didn't get Saquon and OBJ. I think I would be, too. Bailey, tugging on my heartstrings, taking Devontae Adams, big Packers, Packers fan here, um, also a Rams fan as well. So she's got Todd Gurley, Devontae Adams. I like that combo. Let's see what she does. She follows it up with her third pick here. Kind of be interested to see if she will deviate here or if she's going to be taking maybe. Oh, we'll have to see. I don't want to, I don't want to lead in with any picks. Tip, tip her hand or tip my hand, <laughs> so to speak. So, so far, we've got some, some interesting lineups, uh, you know, shaking out here. The Deshaun Watson pick is a wild one. We'll see how Zombie Ball follows that up. I'm excited to see what she's able to stack as well. Also, will Lindsay just draft all New York Giants? That's a fair question. They have a lot of talent, so we'll just have to see. Bailey coming down to the wire here. That happens, you know, especially you get into the, the deeper rounds, you're going to be wanting to take a little bit more time maybe on your picks, and that's understandable. You want to really dig through and uh, understand what's going on. Michael Thomas, I think that's another good pick. So she's going a little... She got her anchor in Todd Gurley, right? Bailey got her anchor in Todd Gurley and then turns around and gets two strong wide receivers. Michael Thomas is a number one for uh, the New Orleans Saints, and Devontae Adams is obviously the, the ipso facto number one for Aaron Rodgers, and that's exciting, right? Because under Aaron Rodgers, usually a number one means about 140 targets, usually double-digit touchdowns and a ton of red zone looks. So should be strong. Um, her wide receiver core is looking strong, and she had the flexibility to go wide receiver back-to-back -back based on drafting Todd Gurley um, as her anchor. So Chelsea takes Keenan Allen. I would have liked to see Keenan Allen go before Devontae and Michael Thomas. I think that was a great pick by Chelsea. She is really stacking up a lot of value here. And then followed by that is Devonta Freeman, also another good pick here by Marin. She is now stacked um, two elites ahead of Devontae Freeman, and Devontae Freeman is a nice, safe running back who was RB1 numbers in an injured year last year. So followed by Marin will be Lisa, who selects A.J. Green as her first wide receiver. I think another good pick here. He is going to get peppered with targets in that Cincinnati offense. We know that's what Andy Dalton does. He loves to do it. And I kind of got a report last night Lindsay was going to do this. She told me Travis Kelsey, probably because of his name. No, I'm just kidding. I think she said Travis Kelsey was super attractive, and that's why she she wanted to take Travis Kelsey. I don't blame her. He's going to be an elite uh, tight end at the position. That's a that's a good pick there. She's she's building her roster out with balance here. She's gone a different posi position each round, so she should be well-balanced here if she continues to go that route. Women Rock selects Derrick Henry. Although Deion Lewis came in, Derrick Henry is an interesting case. If Matt LaFleur, the new offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans, he came over from the Los Angeles Rams, also the Falcons before that. If he can get Derrick Henry to be involved in a way that Devonta Freeman was or even Todd Gurley through their offenses, uh, Derrick Henry could be a nice, nice pick this year. Anime lover auto picks uh, LaShawn McCoy, I believe, here, which is – I. In the third round, in most drafts, this is a great value. Um, the, the thing about LaShawn McCoy is that he could get suspended at any time, so you need to watch that. We still don't know all the details coming out from the incident involving his ex-girlfriend, um, and so we just don't know what the league will do or if they're going to go ahead and suspend him. 
Remember, they do not care. The NFL doesn't care necessarily what the law says. They kind of take things into their own hands. Hands. Nessa takes a third straight running back. So if you look at her running backs, they're actually really strong at a position that's so scarce. She has now taken Melvin Gordon, Jordan Howard, Jordan Howard, Alex Collins. So depending on what wide receivers are left for her here, I really like the way she's building her roster out. All right. So D Mama, big Raiders fan here, has taken Kareem Hunt, then DeAndre Hopkins. And we'll just see what she does with this third pick. Yeah, see, as Lindsay said, Travis is my new, is my fave name, so naturally I had to pick Kelsey. That makes total sense to me. Travis is actually my favorite name as well. So no, no surprise there that you went Travis. Travis Kelsey. The 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 second most attractive Travis that Lindsay knows. So we'll just we'll leave it at that. Uh, okay. So D Mama here. It's going to be interesting to see how she pivots here. She's gone running back. She's gone wide receiver, Kareem Hunt, then Hopkins. Who is left on the board for her? Who, who will she take? Um, when does she think about taking, you know, some of these, like when, when will the quarterback start coming off the board? That's the next question. We had Deshaun Watson before Aaron Rodgers, which is kind of, that's crazy to me. But uh, I guess not too crazy because I do have that man crush on Deshaun Watson. So we're still, I believe that D mama is actually driving. Uh, she's driving back from Arizona into California. So might be some spotty reception. I believe she's made her first two picks that she might be at risk here for her first auto pick. Like we said, with these online drafts that happens and, you know, speak of the devil, Aaron Rodgers is selected followed by Juju Smith Schuster for zombie ball. I am a huge fan of Juju Smith Schuster this year. If you guys caught our, Fantasy Whispers Bromance Special. I selected Juju as my bromance for the wide receiver position. I just think without how much that offense is going to be effective under Ben Roethlisberger. We, we talk about now the offensive coordinator, Randy Fickner, is talking about how they're going to run no huddle more than ever now. And so Juju Smith-Schuster is a great pick for me. I believe that's uh, going to be an excellent pick. I think he is going to really, really do big things this year and as you see lisa says here i wanted juju people are fans of juju this year he is a star and he scored in two of his preseason games and i just think it's going to be you're going to be hard pressed for him to not have some value this year followed by juju smith schuster though was ricky seal jones the third tight end off the board zombie ball is really buying into that sleeper tight end there with ricky seals jones i do like him maybe not in the fourth round though um but if you like a guy, you like a guy. And that's what's fun about fantasy football. You get to make your team. Nobody can tell you what to do. You don't have to answer to anybody but yourself. Uh, but at the end of the day, you will have to answer to you. So if you're watching this, guys, and you are drafting this weekend or even next weekend, if you head to the fantasywhispers.com, we have our draft kit up there. Basically, it is loaded, man. We have projections. We have standings, rankings. I'm sorry. We have rankings. We have whispers, wannabes, uh, tear jumpers. We have a cheat sheet in there. Anything you really need to prepare you for your draft, we have it right there. You go to the fantasywhispers.com. You throw in your email, and we will get you that draft kit. You'll also be part of our newsletter so that during the season, you're going to be getting live updates, uh, waiver wire columns. You're going to be getting 
uh, stardom situm sort of uh, columns. I think it's 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 just going to be great for you to continue to do what you need to do to dominate your league. And as you see, Marin here, 55 pages exclamation points. She's drafting a great team. I'm not trying to take all the credit for her team, but I'm telling you right now, she's doing it. You know, she's doing it well. And I think you know the fantasy whispers draft kit had something to do do with it. You know, yeah. And then. Chris Hannon here, updates for days. He's not kidding. We are trying to get you guys updated as much as possible. We know how fluid this industry can be, how fluid the, the uh, fantasy <clears throat> community is with their updates and with their the beat writers. So we're trying to keep you guys uh, up to date as possible here. Okay, so D-Mama takes T.Y. Hilton with her next pick. So she's now got two wide receivers, a running back, and Aaron Rodgers' best quarterback on the board, in my opinion, and pretty much in everybody's opinion. So she takes T.Y. Hilton, who with Andrew Luck back should be a strong wide receiver to have. Nessa with Stephon Diggs, that's her first wide receiver. And with that strong running back core, I'm not upset with that. Anime Lover takes Jay Ajayi. I think that's a solid pick there to, as your third running back, you don't have to rely on them too much. Women Rock takes Mike Evans. So she has kind of built a strong team as well here. Mike Evans has been vastly disrespected this year for a guy who saw a ton, and I mean a ton of red zone targets. He led the league in red zone targets. He just didn't come down with a lot of them. So I, I don't mind that pick. I think she's she's continuing a balanced approach here with Mike Evans, who could easily end up a top five wide receiver, and she's got Rob Gonkowski to pair with two running backs. So great way to do it. And Lindsay taking Lamar Miller. Lindsay was at one of our events at the Bank of Venice uh, that we held, and she actually won a signed Lamar Miller jersey. And so therefore, she scoops Lamar Miller up here. She's got two running backs. She's got Odell Beckham, who I think is probably going to have a great year. I have him pegged as the number one wide receiver at year end. Uh, Travis Kelsey, of course, we talked about, and Lamar Miller. Building a solid squad right here is Lindsay. I, I, I really dig it. So Lisa's up next. We'll see which way she goes. Uh, she takes Jarek McKinnon to complete a trio of running backs. Like McKinnon here, and I think the value she got him at, he doesn't have to be her number one guy or even her number two, and he could end up really, really uh, a safe floor because of the receiving that comes with being a number one back in a Shanahan offense. And speaking of Shanahan, five of the last six years, he's produced a top 15 running back for fantasy purposes. So Jarek McKinnon seems to be a nice pick here, especially the value she got it at. So Chelsea, who's now gone two running back and a wide receiver, has a decision here. She's going to have Bailey uh, go after her and have two picks. So she needs to understand here who she can pick, who she can wait on, and so she takes Tyreek Hill. I love this pick. You know, and if you listen to us at the start of the offseason, I was not a Tyreek Hill fan. I just didn't know if I could trust him with a new quarterback. I have since changed my stance on that complete 180 after seeing the preseason, seeing what has happened in practice, and seeing Mahomes really look for Tyreek Hill on a regular basis. I'm a big fan of Tyreek Hill, especially if he can be your number two running back. She kind of went a little bit safe with Keenan Allen as far as – a guy who's steady and you know, and then she's got the pop with Tyreek Hill, which I think could really win you week-to-week -week matchup. Royce Freeman then comes next by Bailey, and then she turns around and takes a tight end, Jimmy Graham. I have also changed stance on Jimmy Graham. As a Packers fan, I know that we don't use the tight end uh, a whole bunch, 
But just what I'm hearing uh, Aaron Rodgers say about Jimmy Graham, just the way I've seen him used in practice, the way he's been used in preseason, I think Jimmy Graham is a great pick. And of all these guys that are going behind Gronkowski, Jimmy Graham may be the best bet to be able to touch that that Gronkowski level. You know, he is right there as far as talent-wise. Uh, he just had some metrics last year that were just a little scary. Uh, I love this. Yes, Lindsay says, I'm picking all the players I've heard the fantasy whispers mention over and over. And so far, she's having a great team, in my opinion. Uh, Saquon Barkley is a huge, huge man. He's great at football, so he's going to be really good for her team, I, I think. Odell Beckham is a guy, you know, that I like, and I think Lamar Miller as well. I think people aren't excited when they draft Lamar Miller, but they should be because he's going to be a top 15-plus running back. And then the most recent news is his head coach, Bill O'Brien, is out there saying that he's a three-down back and that he's come into camp slimmer than ever. So I really like Lamar Miller this year. So Chelsea is up next, and we've got to see what she does here. She's now balanced her team out very well. Will she go – QB here. Will she go running back again? She has got a lot of options. She can pivot in any way she feels. Um, I love the way she's constructed it. Two running backs, two wide receivers. It's looking great. So she went Kenyon Drake. And I was actually reading a little bit about Kenyon Drake uh, last night because uh, I was watching some of that game. And he looks explosive. But part of what he does is he runs these big runs and then runs, you know, smaller runs after that. So uh, his yard per carry, his his production is based off of one or two big runs in a game. But he is explosive. My worry with Kenyon Drake is in Miami. Frank Gore is still there. And I don't know that Adam Gase wants to use Kenyon Drake. I don't know that the Dolphins have ever wanted to just use Kenyon Drake. So I'm a little hesitant. But I will say this. She got Kenyon Drake in the fifth. I think this is a perfect time to do a little bit of a dice roll on a guy that could end up a top 15 back. And then you have a trio of great running backs along with two solid wide receivers. So great value pick there. Another great value pick was Marin with Doug Baldwin. Just because he's injured, he's kind of fell in, fallen in ADP, but I think that that's maybe not fair considering Pete Carroll is out there saying that he's going to be back and he's going to be healthy. So I like Doug Baldwin, especially the Seahawks project to have a terrible defense this year. You know Russell Wilson is going to run around and chuck that ball up, and you know who he's going to throw it to because Doug Baldwin is his guy. And he's literally the only guy kind of ne- the only name left uh, for Russell Wilson. If you think about the fact that Jimmy Graham is now in Green Bay and Paul Richardson went off to Washington. So Lisa takes her quarterback in round five. She takes Tom Brady. Not upset with this pick. If you're ready for a quarterback, you want to take him right before that. She took Zach Ertz. So she is also building a team with a lot of balance at each position. I like the way she's constructing her roster. She did wait. She was patient on quarterback and she still gets TB12. So Lindsay takes Amari Cooper here, another guy I'm really high on. She is probably our number one fan out there listening to the show because she's drafting all these guys that I, you know, we've been talking about. Amari Cooper is a huge bounce back uh, candidate this year. So really excited for uh, Lindsay's team here. If Cooper pops here, which I expect him to do great things under um, Gruden, John Gruden there in, in Oakland. So look out for Lindsay's team, building a building a juggernaut here. So Women Rock takes Larry Fitzgerald, and I think she's got great bounce as well. I think, you know, she got her tight end early, but that is the best tight end on the board. She got two beasts of a running back in Derrick Henry and Leonard Fournette. Then she's got Mike Evans, Larry Fitzgerald. 
Two guys that I think are disrespected at the wide receiver position and that will put up numbers. Larry won't be as as uh, high of upside as Mike Evans, but you know he's going to be solid. He's going to give you that eight to ten points every week. Anime lovers takes Marshawn Lynch, followed by Nessa taking Josh McCown. Maybe she's a Jets fan. That's that's what I'm thinking there. If she's taking Josh McCown, he did chuck it a bunch last year, and he wasn't a bad guy to play. I uh, think you could have waited. I don't think he was on a lot of people's boards. D-Mama takes Jacksonville defense. She's trying to get elite at a lot of positions here. I don't know if I would suggest that, but, it, you know, once again, it's her team. She's going to rock with it, and the Jaguars are elite at the position. Zombie Ball takes Rex Burkhead, followed by Thielen. D-Mama turns around takes Greg Olson. That, I think, is a good value there. Nessa turns around takes the tight end out of Denver, Jeff Heerman. Uh, anime lover takes Mark Ingram, who was just selected here. Man, Mark Ingram going in the six here. When he comes back, going to be really solid. So Women Rock takes Tevin Coleman here, and she is she's doing it right, I think. She's she's setting up her starters, and then Tevin Coleman is kind of that perfect flex player. You will see him get his his own, especially this year. There. It's his contract year. I see them using him quite a bit. Lindsay back on the clock here. Lindsay back on the clock here. So we'll see who she's going to take. She she could kind of pivot anyway here. She could look at quarterback here. She could continue to stack up wide receiver and running back. We'll kind of see what she decides to do. So Chelsea says, okay, Brenda, on auto pick, snagging all the running backs. Wow. Not excited with Chelsea. I think she may have been wanting to get someone like Mark Ingram who got snagged. And then John, credit here, liked Nessa's team until that QB pick. Yes, we were just kind of wondering what was going on with that McCown pick and then the tight end pick after that. So hopefully she's able to kind of regain some ground that she lost by reaching on a couple guys there. Remember, this is going to happen, but it's about bouncing back, right? How can you readjust your roster? If you made some picks that were questionable, Got a little nervous. We understand. How do you recover from that? That's the big question. So we'll we'll stay tuned and see how Nessa recovers from that. Lindsay takes the till four seconds left and takes Carlos Hyde. Another guy I've changed stance stance on a lot, and so that's probably li Lindsay's been listening to the show, so she understands that Carlos Hyde. She's probably been watching uh, Hard Knock. She's probably been seeing some of the preseason action. Hyde looks good. That line looks good. And I think they're going to want to run the ball. He can catch the ball. He did a lot last year, uh, making strides in the pass catching game with San Francisco. So I think he's primed and ready for a good year. Yes, Chubb is there. Yes, Duke Johnson is there. But we predict that offense to be a lot better this year. And Hugh Jackson loves to run the ball. So they will get some work there for sure. Lisa goes for that double dip between Chris Hogan and Tom Brady. And I like Chris Hogan. I think this may be a little early for my liking, just based on the fact that when Edelman comes back, you could see Chris Hogan be the fourth option in this offense going behind some of the receiving backs. Um, I think to start the year, though, he's going to, you know, you're looking at a guy who over the last few years with New England has the same amount of red zone looks as Rob Gronkowski. Hasn't come down with the, uh, with the efficiency that Rob Gronkowski has, but he he is definitely a guy that Brady looks for in the end zone. So Marin Miller takes another guy close to my heart, and that's Marvin Jones. I think she stacked up three great running backs and three great wide receivers. Marin's team should be a team to be reckoned with, that's for sure. And then we have Chelsea here. Uh, we'll see what she does. We, she was a little bit upset uh, with some of the 
picks coming off the board. We'll see if she's going to continue to go running back or pivot here based on the run at running back. Really, uh, really excited to bring this draft to you guys. Um, I think I'm just excited to expand on the listener leagues that we're going to have. And we wanted to kick it off uh, with the women here this this year and let them get in and, and get their feet wet with some, you know, so we have some first timers. We have some seasoned pros. Uh, as far as fantasy is concerned. So we're excited to get this going. And like we said, we're going to have these results. We'll post them on the website. We'll also have the results of each week posted on the website. And we'll hopefully get a couple uh, lady listener league interviews going throughout the year so we can hear about some strategies and see some waiver wire pickups, some, you know, trades and see uh, how these ladies compete with each other and who's going to take on that grand prize. And like we said, that grand prize will be a spa day uh, courtesy of the fantasy whispers for the lucky lady that wins the league this year. We'll get that all dialed in. We'll get you guys details at a later date. And I'm just going to scroll the screen up a bit. We see the last few picks that way, as we get into these deeper picks, uh, we'll be able to see those. <clears throat> so Chelsea taking every bit of that clock to decide and she takes carry on Johnson, man, my boy. I love Carryon Johnson this year. I don't necessarily love his situation with LeGarrette Blunt there, I think, and Theo Riddick. The thing about Carryon, though, is he can catch the football. He's done some work this preseason to show that. He's good in pass blocking. He is a guy that has a chance to stay on the field a lot more than Detroit is saying at the beginning of the year. And so I like this pick here. It's a definitely a good stash. And I like Carryon Johnson, his talent. And I think that he's going to be legit in that Detroit backfield. I just don't know if it'll be this year or the beginning of this year. Luckily for Chelsea, she has some, uh, she's afforded the time to wait given the construction of her roster and her running backs. So this is the perfect time to start scooping up what we call lottery tickets or guys that have the ability to pop at the end of the year. Love this pick by Bailey here, Dion Lewis. Uh, I think he's going to be super effective. He was super effective last year, was pro football focuses number, number one elusive back in that New England offense last year. And he goes to the Matt LaFleur offense to play maybe the Tevin Coleman role that Matt LaFleur uh, kind of led in Matt Ryan's um, MVP season. So look out for Deion Lewis there. He's still legit and I, he's still going to get good enough work. He's got a role in that offense. And here we go, a little upside pick in the seventh round. Don't mind this at all. Your third wide receiver going for upside, Josh Gordon. Love it. Uh, I think he is going to be – the big thing for me with Josh Gordon is if Tyrod Taylor is healthy, Josh Gordon becomes a very good pick, especially uh, in the later rounds. I think he has a real good shot to pop this year. He is a legit once-in-a-lifetime talent in the NFL, and so he should have a good season if Tyrod Taylor. Chelsea. Feeling some buyer's remorse here. She says, ugh, hate that pick. Did not want to mess with that Detroit backfield. Well, like we said at the top of the show here, yes, you are going to make these kind of picks, but you have only yourself to blame. She was feeling the pressure, picked on Johnson. Now she's stuck with him. We'll see what she does here with this next pick. It's all about that adaptation. Crazy things are going to happen in your draft. You are going to make a mistake or you're going to get caught up in impulse, right? You have to be able to adapt and go with the ebbs and flows of the draft, and we'll just see how Chelsea's able to respond here in some, you know, some adversity, so to speak. Okay, so 
So Chelsea here with about 30 seconds left. John Hicks, my buddy, game time, chiming in. He says, Bailey is killing it with her draft. I am a fan of Bailey's team. I think she's gotten value at each position. She's got a nice stacked team here and hasn't taken quarterback yet. So I agree with my partner here that I do like Bailey's team. And then Hannon here, all about Lindsay's draft. And he says, powerhouse team. I am not upset with Lindsay's draft at all. I think what she's put together is very strong. She has also waited on quarterback and stacked a lot of skill positions. She has the ability to be elite at three top positions. If you look at her first three picks with Barkley, OBJ, and Travis Kelsey. So I would agree with, uh, I would agree with Hannon that she's got a pretty good squad going together here. So Marin's up next after she took Doug Baldwin and Marvin Jones. Pretty excited for her team. We'll see what she goes here. Will she go quarterback here? Will she continue to stack running backs and wide receivers? Maybe tight end is available here. So it's kind of, she's got an interesting point to be able to pivot here. She's got six. She's got six skill positions. She goes with another skill position and Brandon Cooks. Also another value here. I think if you're getting Brandon Cooks in their seventh round, even in a 10-team league, I'm digging that. You don't have to rely on him to be your number one, but if he starts to develop that rapport with Goff, he could be deadly. So Lisa takes Ronald Jones here. I used to love Ronald Jones coming in the offseason. I thought he was set up for a great uh, role in that Tampa Bay offense. I no longer think that Ronald Jones is going to be effective this year. Peyton Barber has done nothing to lose that job. The offensive line in Tampa Bay does not look that great. And so I, I'm just kind of scared of Ronald Jones. Maybe in a year or two, he could be something that he flashed in college, which was explosive, electric, uh, elusive, the three E's you want to hear um, out of a running back. But I, I'm not buying it for this year. So Lindsay's up next. She's looking to add to that powerhouse team that she or that Hannon has been calling it. So we'll just see if she's able to do so. Uh, she's She is going to take Russell Wilson. I think great pick. She continues to stack value at each position. Something I think is beneficial when you are, you want to be able to value-based draft, especially when you're in the middle of the draft. She is the middle spot of a 10-team league, and so she's able to do that. She's able to pick and choose her, uh, her spots here, and Russell Wilson's a great pick, like we talked about earlier. Bad defense, um, going, maybe a, a suspect offensive line. She, Russell Wilson's going to run for his life, and he's going to be chucking uh, balls up all the time. So Women Rock takes Sony Michelle. Big fan of this pick here. I think if you can get him in the seventh or later, you can stash him. She doesn't have to rely on him to be anything for her, but he could end up being the number one back in a very, very productive offense in New England by the end of by year's end. Anime lover auto drafts Demarius Thomas, another value pick there. Nessa takes Marquise Goodwin. Big fan of his upside this year as the number one, projected number one in San Francisco. D Mama takes Rashad Penny, another guy she Unfortunately, the way she stacked her team here, she's going to have to rely on Rashad Penny, who we are hoping is back by week one, but she may want to look at some other running backs here as we get going. Zombie Ball takes uh, the Rams defense, so the second defense off the board is the LA Rams. See them right here, and they are loaded on defense, especially if they can get Donald to report or can get him signed. I hope they pay that man. So Hannon goes Wilson in the seventh. He is 
he is stoked on Lenny's team and Lenny says snatched him up that she did she got a great value with him in the seventh I'm a big fan of Russell Wilson's prospects this year so zombie ball is going to add another pick to her Rams defensive pickup <clears throat> and we are rocking and rolling getting into the eighth round here and this is this is the real nitty-gritty. We're going to see who was, who's downloaded the draft kit, who's been listening, who can get these value picks, these steals in the later round. So Alshon Jeffrey comes off the board by Zombie Ball. Normally, I would be a, uh, a fan of this pick. I think he was he's normally a guy that could sneak into the top 10, especially with a healthy Wentz. The problem is, is that I'm not sure that he doesn't end up on the pup list, which would mean he would sacrifice six games at, to start the year. Really kind of scared about him uh, starting that route, but... Good news there is that the coach, Doug Peterson, has said he doesn't know where that report comes from. So we'll see if he's just blowing smoke uh, or if that's going to be, you know, if we're going to have to worry about Alshon Jeffrey starting on the pup list and missing six games. First kicker comes off the board by D Mama. She takes Steven Goskowski, followed by Nessa taking her second quarterback in Jimmy G. Um, she's just trying to hedge her bet on Josh McCown, I believe, there. Anime lover auto drafts Jamal Williams, and she is just stacking running backs. I mean, look at this. Christian McCaffrey, LaShawn McCoy, Jay Ajayi, Marshawn Lynch, Mark Ingram, and Jamal Williams. So some of these ladies that don't have running backs, <clears throat> D-Mama, uh, are going to be trading probably with anime lover if possible. So that's, I mean, sh she could get some good assets there. Women Rock takes Sammy Watkins. Uh, Sammy was a guy I was eyeballing this offseason. I have not seen him build the rapport he needed to for me to be confident in him. But in the eighth round, why not take a shot on a guy when you've already stacked a couple good wide receivers? And here comes Lindsay to follow up her Russell Wilson pick. We'll see what she's able to do here. She is deciding here what's next. I wonder if she'll go another wide receiver to try and add some depth to her guys there. And she does. She does. She takes Jarvis Landry, Johnny. My partner on the show would be a huge fan of this pick. Jarvis Landry has been showing really well in HBO Hard Knocks. He's been showing well in the preseason and practice. He looks good. They paid him a boatload of money. They love him there. Uh, I think he's kind of a guy that can stay relevant, whether it's Baker Mayfield or Tyrod Taylor. So Jarvis Landry is a guy that I like, especially the value you could get him at um, in these later rounds. Lisa takes the Minnesota Vikings defense right before Minnesota Viking fan Marin. So we wonder if maybe that was a snatch there based on trying to avoid that defense going to a fan. Marin is up on the clock, though, so we'll, she, we'll see what she's able to do here. So Marin's still on the clock here. And listen, some of these, some of these ladies like Lindsay um, and Chelsea, they have told you guys before, they have looked at our draft kit. Marin has downloaded the draft kit. Once again, guys, if you want a draft kit, if your draft's coming up this week or next week, you guys want a draft kit, go to the fantasywhispers.com. You enter your email there. You join our newsletter. You get that draft kit for free. We worked really hard on presenting this all to you guys, and we update it on the regular, and we're able to continue to update that uh, for you guys, and it's all for free. You just put in your email and you are part of the Whisper Nation, and we're getting you all the things you need to do to dominate your league this year. So we're really excited about that, the fantasywhispers.com. So here we go, Johnny. I knew he would like that pick. He says, OBJ, Cooper, and Landry. Go on and bless them. So we knew Johnny was going to love that Landry pick by Lindsey, and he, in fact, did. No surprise there. No shock there. Marin takes Marlon Mack. 
projected starter if he can get back healthy for Indy. I've been talking with Johnny about this though the last couple of weeks, and I have an article ready. It'll be up on the site here uh, probably today or tomorrow about the Indy backfield. And it's just for me, Frank Reich coming from Philly as the new head coach of the Colts has used multiple, multiple backs. Um, and I just, I'm afraid of that here. We have Christine Michael, a guy we thought would, we'd never talk about again. Uh, once again, has been running with the ones in Indy. Then you have the rookie Jordan Wilkins. You have the other rookie Naheem Hines. You have Robert Turbin, who will be serving a suspension, but back after four weeks. So many backs in that Indy backfield. I don't want any part of it right now. I don't think anybody can, unless you can get, like for me, you can get Wilkins. You were able to get Wilkins a couple of weeks ago at the back of drafts. If you're still able to get him at the very back of your draft, okay, um, I'm good with that. But anything higher than that, <laughs> this is a little confusing here. It's kind of inception. It says, Abby says Bailey here. I think she's using her sister's profile, so identity theft. She says, hey, gang, drafting poolside in Palm Springs. So basically, Bailey is living her best life. She's using her, her sister's Facebook profile to let us know that she's drafting poolside. Thank you for rubbing that in. Uh, I am not poolside. I am here drafting. I am here doing that dirty, doing the Lord's work and uh, helping you guys draft. And Chelsea snags Cam Newton here, which if we look back here, Johnny was actually saying, my girl Bailey about to snatch Cam in the back of the eighth. Well, not so fast, Johnny, because Chelsea's come in and said, I want Cam Newton. I want that ability for a guy who could be a top three quarterback at the position. So now Bailey is on the clock. And so we're just wondering who she's going to take here because if she you know if she's looking quarterback again who who's left for her who who does she like here who's a guy you know what if cam was number one on her board who do, how does she adapt here this is this is always good to check how you know it's always good to have multiple plans because the draft can go any way there's going to be runs at every position you're going to be at one of maybe you're going to be at the end of these spots here like chelsea and bailey and taking picks from each other left and right. And you're going to have to be able to adapt. That's why our tier rankings that are on the cheat sheet with the Fantasy Whispers draft kit, those are great because then you get a feel for guys that you like in the same area. You're not stuck on having the same guy. Uh, and if he's gone, being so upset that you don't make the correct pick. And Bailey takes Drew Brees. Uh, a lot of people would be happy with this pick. I think they they look at Drew Brees as a guy with tremendous upside, and he's steady Eddie, right, at the position. Uh, for me, I think he's on the tail end of his career. I think the Saints are moving away from throwing the ball. They want to lean on these running backs, this great offensive line they have, this great defense they have. Uh, Drew Brees is a a guy I'm avoiding in a lot of uh, a lot of my leagues, but I think based on the value and the and the team she's constructed, this is a safe and legit pick here. Um, my take on Drew Brees is kind of uh, not the norm in the industry. I understand that, but for me, I just see, I, I kind of see some writing on the wall and I'm avoiding Drew Brees in a lot of formats, but not upset with this pick based on how she's constructed her roster. We'll see what Bailey does, how she follows it up uh, with this next pick. <laughs> Chelsea comes in and says, eat it, Bailey. She says, you get a pool, I get Cam, man. Somebody, I don't know if that pool's got salt in the water, but Chelsea is extra salty right now. Just saying that she gets Cam. I love it. And Lindsay, echoing what I'm thinking here, drama. 
She says, ooh, Chelsea taking Bailey's pick. Man, oh, man. We are building up some suspense, some drama here. We'll see how that affects uh, how that affects some matchups in the year. Maybe we'll get a maybe we'll get a dual interview going on between Chelsea and Bailey. Maybe we'll see. And Abby slash Bailey confirms it is a saltwater pool. Yeah, that makes sense. Cam, Drew, and Jarvis are the best picks in the eighth round. My boy Johnny Game Time Hicks coming in with his two cents. Uh, I am going to look at this here and see if I debate him on that in the eighth round. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Um, once again, uh, maybe not on the Drew Brees, but I love the Cam Newton and I love the Jarvis Landry pick for sure. So Bailey follows up the Drew Brees pick with Golden Tate. Uh, really like that pick. Golden Tate, um, is a guy I'm, I'm, I've changed my mind a little bit on. I started him at the beginning of the year as a guy that was solid and you, you could count on. And I'm, I'm kind of seeing Kenny Galladay come up in those ranks uh, for the wide receivers in Detroit. But uh, she does not have to rely on Golden Tate to be her number one, obviously. This is more of a depth pick. And if you're in a bye week or if you've got injuries to your top guys, who better to have than Golden Tate, who seems to be a volume guy for, for Stafford thus far? Chelsea takes Evan Ingram here. He did get banged up in their last preseason game. But as long as it's maybe, um, you know, a minor, I don't know if he cleared concussion protocol or not. I'd have to check that. I didn't follow up. But I like Evan Ingram's upside big time, especially where she was able to get him here in the ninth. She was able to stack up other skill positions and wait on tight end. So Marin Miller, she takes Will Fuller here. Uh, Will Fuller is an exciting prospect, of course, because of his quarterback in Deshaun Watson and because basically he scored on an incredible, maybe unsustainable rate last year, uh, basically scored seven touchdowns on 13 catches. So that is ridiculous and does not seem to be sustainable. But man, the upside is palpable there with Will Fuller. Lisa takes uh, the third or the second kicker off the board in Greg Zerline, Greg DeLeg of the Los Angeles Rams. Lindsay's up. She's been a uh, she's been an exciting team thus far, based on our chats and our and our uh, back and forth on the comments here. Speaking of back and forth, we mentioned that the the pool was a saltwater pool. Bailey uh, and Bailey had mentioned that here, and then Chelsea says yes, full of your tears. So the the trash talk is coming in hot here between Bailey and Chelsea. We might have to just ring the bell. Man, it would be really great if these two were playing week one. We'd like to, we'd like to see that. Uh, this, is, this is amazing, man. This is what we play for, this camaraderie, this back and forth. We're really excited to put this listener league together. We're really excited these ladies were able to make the draft. I know it's always a little tough getting everybody's schedule on track, but we appreciate you being here. We understand that ladies run the world. And we wanted to give them their spot to run some of the fantasy football world here with the Fantasy Whispers. So they are our first uh, listener league. And hopefully we can keep adding to this, keep adding more leagues, more lady leagues, more, more uh, Whisper Nation leagues. So Lindsay takes Corey Davis here. I think this is a fine pick. I think Corey Davis is a guy that has really good upside as the number one in Tennessee. I think we we mentioned it before with Matt LaFleur coming to uh, the Titans. They are going to have some upside there, and they are a team that projects to make a big bounce forward. So Women Rock takes her first quarterback, and I love the way she stacked her team. She went with the skill positions early. She waited on quarterback, and now she ends up with Kirk Cousins. This is a guy 
who's had three straight years of 4,000 yards and 25 or more touchdowns. So 4,000 or more yards and 25 or more touchdowns in three straight years. And he's now going to be on the best team he's ever had. He's got Adam Thielen. He's got Stefan Diggs and Kyle Rudolph. Like he is set to be a top 10 guy, no matter what she was able to scoop him up in the ninth round. And here we go. Carson Wentz is taken right after him for that, you know, Brenda's juggernaut of a team with all these running backs and a couple wide receivers. And then she takes a boy that's close to my boy Johnny's heart, and that's Carson Wentz. Okay, Lindsay comes in and says, I panic drafted. That's why she drafted Corey Davis. Not sure that's a panic. Not sure that's such a panic. Oh, Marin giving the purple and yellow hearts for her boy Kirk Cousins. I understand that. He is a solid pick this year, especially in fantasy. He will sling it. My concern a little bit with Kirk Cousins is, Zimmer has never had a team average more than 22nd in pass attempts. Will they allow Kirk Cousins to sling it? They didn't really allow Keenum. They kind of held him back a little bit. They were conservative at times. I mean, we got to wonder if if Kirk Cousins will be able to reach that 4,000-yard mark plateau with such an elite defense and a great run game uh, to take away opportunity from him. So after Wentz was C.J. Anderson, then Doug Martin, so Nessa adds uh, some depth here at the running back position. Um, she's taking a shot on CJ, thinking that maybe he'll score some touchdowns or take over in case of an injury for McCaffrey. And we have D-Mama taking, I believe, our first Raider as a Raider fan. She takes Doug Martin. So she is banking on either a split backfield or Mar Marshawn Lynch maybe going down with injury. Maybe Doug Martin overtaking him as the more effective back. We tend to side with Marshawn Lynch here. I think he's going to be used as a workhorse. Um, that's typically what happens in a Gruden offense. Um, so I'm not so sure about that pick. So then Zombie Ball takes Jordan Wilkins. I talked about Jordan Wilkins a couple rounds ago. I believe uh, Jordan Wilkins needs to be taken later than this. But if, if she felt the need to take him here, I understand that. Um, I just don't know. He's had a couple fumbles. Marlon Mack is going to be there eventually. Um, I would rather take him a little bit later. That way you're not investing so much draft stock in a lottery ticket, so to speak. <clears throat> so after Jordan Wilkins was Michael Crabtree, former Raider for D-Mama. He is projected to be the number one in Baltimore. I do like that pick. Uh, Joe Flacco has come out saying that he, you know, that Michael Crabtree is rocking it in the red zone. So we're excited to see that. I don't know. Chelsea said he had a real sexy one-handed TD catch last season. That was like, whoa, he could be a dude. I don't know if – oh, Corey, yeah, she's talking about Corey Davis because right here she says, Corey is looking good. I'm a little jelly of that pick. Yeah, when, when Lindsay said she panic drafted uh, back with Corey Davis, not so sure that was a panic draft. He, he should be the dude there, as Chelsea's saying here. He had that real sexy one-handed TD catch last season made Chelsea go whoa he could be a dude and I would agree 100% I like Corey Davis upside he's been he's been comp to Brandon Marshall at some times so oh yeah good good point here Lindsay she says Chelsea Lee Byers I'm picking all the one-handed catchers and she she technically is she's got OB Odell Beckham with the heart here he is a stud and that's all this guy does is catch it with one handed if he lost his arm in a freak accident, I think he'd be okay because he could catch the ball with one hand all the time and he'd still be an elite wide receiver. 
So Anime Lover takes Kyle Rudolph with her uh, with her tight end pick here. She's kind of completing her roster out. Ton of running backs, as we always say, that is a good way to go for a position that is so scarce. Women Rock takes the kicker, Justin Tucker from Baltimore. Great pick here. He's an elite kicker. If you're looking kicker, which we would advise to go later, but if you are looking, it is your team, you want to take a guy, why not take one of the best? So Lindsay's back up, hopefully avoiding any kind of panic drafting, or maybe she wants to panic draft based on the fact that she's getting good picks when she does it. So yeah, we have to big shout out to Rebecca, aka Zombie Ball, is drafting and canvassing for her upcoming election. What a boss. I love it. I love it. And that's you know, I can't wait, hopefully, to be able to get Rebecca on the show, talk to her about her team, talk to her, uh, to her about her campaign or what she's got going on out there. We enjoy the fact that you can be anybody you want to be outside of fantasy and still come together with anybody else of any kind of background or any kind of uh, occupation. And that's what makes fantasy so great. So if you're not playing this year, definitely play. And if you know somebody not playing, try and get them to play. We need to grow this community and share this awesome thing with the rest of the world. And I hope that the Lady League is doing that for a couple of our ladies here. Really excited for this. So as we continue on here, Lindsay takes Chris Carson. I think if you're stacking running back depth, this is a guy who's going to open the year as the starter and hopefully fight off, uh, hopefully for his case and Lindsay's case, fight off Rashad Penny for all that action there. Lisa, as her as her second tight end takes one of my sleeper tight ends and actually my, my bromance, he's not so much a sleeper anymore. The community is all about him now, but my bromance for the year is Trey Burton at the tight end position. I love Trey Burton. If you just think about all, you know, the stat I love for Trey Burton is that when Mitchell Trubisky threw to the middle of the field last year, Trey uh, Mitchell Trubisky averaged a 120 passer rating on those throws. Trey Burton ran about 60 to 70% of his routes at the middle of the field. So Trey Burton should be used heavily. They paid him a bunch of money to be the guy, to be the Travis Kelsey-like guy in the Chicago offense. As you know, Matt Nagy is their head coach. He came over from Kansas City where Kelsey was so effective. Really loving this draft, ladies. You guys are really out there doing it. We are loving it. Yeah. My partner, Johnny Gametime Hicks, Lindsay should panic draft more often. She's killing it. Well, there we go. Maybe that's her name. Panic at the Drafto instead of panic at the Disco. Should roll with that. No? Anybody? <laughs> uh, Marin takes Julian Edelman here. Uh, this is a great value pick. She's going to add to that wide receiver uh, core and, you know, wait out the suspension. She doesn't need Edelman to do anything for her right now. Chelsea takes Adrian Peterson. Love the way Adrian looked in that preseason game. You're trying to stack some running back depth. He's going to be the starter. Interesting uh, to note is that the Washington Redskins last year ran about 30 times at the goal line. They just weren't able to convert a lot of those with Rob Kelly and P. Ryan on the team. They also had a very, very banged up Washington Redskins offensive line last year. This year it's vastly improved. Looks to make that jump if they stay healthy. I like this Adrian Peterson pick. I would have loved Darius Geis if he had stayed healthy. But AP is a monster, and he will not have a problem punching the ball in. It, the big thing for him is he's getting up to that age. Will he stay on the field? I think in the 10th round when you're just trying to stack depth, Peterson's a great pick all day. The, the ladies like the ha-ha-ha panic at the draft, though. I think that's a great team name, and Chelsea's agreeing team name. 
And Lindsay's over here saying, I'm literally sweating. That could be the lack of AC at her place, or that could be that she is just sweating because she thinks that she's panicking over here. I think she's doing great. I don't think there's any any reason to be sweating it right now. I think the other team should be sweating her team at this point. So Bailey takes Jordy Nelson with her 10th pick. Was talking to some people yesterday about Jordy Nelson. I really wanted him to be good this year to kind of stick it to the Packers, to be honest, because I wasn't happy about us letting him go um, as one of my teams. But uh, I just don't see it. I haven't seen it in the preseason. I've seen a little video of practice, but I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm buying Jordy Nelson here. So Bailey opts to not stack more running back depth and actually goes for a defense. If Philadelphia can remain elite defense, which they added some pieces, including Martellus Bennett, or I'm sorry, uh, Michael Bennett in the offseason, um, they could be elite again, and she would have a positional advantage, so to speak, with uh, at the defense. So Chelsea's back up here. We'll see what she kind of does. We're getting in the last few rounds here, so really going to lean on your understanding of who could step into a role if something were to happen via injury or if you know uh, somebody coming back from injury is slower to come back um, so what kind of guys can you stash here and then running backs what kind of running backs can you stash here that if something were to happen to the starter these guys could be in line to really jump a couple tiers uh, by getting the extra work <clears throat> so chelsea's still on the clock here working through her her decision here probably referencing the fantasy whisperers draft kit if i had to guess that is probably what she's doing. And like we said before, we are constantly updating this. So if you're watching this, you've stopped in and you want to know how you can get the draft kit, just simply go to the fancywhispers.com. You put in your email there, you join our newsletter. We get you that draft kit for free. Um, and we want you to keep using that thing throughout the year because we're not just going to have the draft kit. We're going to have updates as far as waivers. We're going to have updates as far as uh, stardom, sit them, uh, defenses, all sorts of things, articles coming out. Uh, uh, we're excited about that. Chelsea took Devin Funches um, after she was deliberating there. Devin Funches projects to be the number one wide receiver in Carolina, although DJ Moore is there. We have a healthy Greg Olson back, and when Greg Olson came back, Funches was not as effective. He did have some, some decent production, but you know, we have to watch that and see. Uh, but I think as far as where she got him, she was able to take a guy that projects to be the number one wide receiver in the 11th round. Marin with a nice pick here. I like this Isaiah Crawwell pick. I actually would have liked to see Bailey take Isaiah Crawwell back in the 10th or the 11th. She needed the running back depth here, but Marin goes ahead and snags him up. Uh, Lisa takes LeGarrette Blunt. The, uh, you know, this is about four, uh, I'm sorry, five rounds after Chelsea takes carry on Johnson. Um, I don't know that LeGarrette's going to have standalone value in that offense. I just don't, I just think carry on is the talent there. And yes, he may be annoying and steal some touchdowns from carry on, but I kind of, I, I kind of like carry on a whole lot more. So Lindsay takes Emmanuel Sanders and she just continues to stack a bunch of value with her team here. Emmanuel Sanders is a guy that has now, not only did I project him to be, a guy that had great rapport with um, Case Keenum, but he has actually shown that now in the preseason. 
And so I really like Emmanuel Sanders. I think he will be the best value in that wide receiving core in Denver. And I think she really killed it with this pick here. Randall Cobb was right after another, uh, another wide receiver. I think basically same kind of situation. I think he's being discredited here a little bit. Maybe he was banged up for the ankle and people aren't buying it as much, but I really like Randall Cobb, especially at the value you can get him. And we have Brenda snagging another tight end here. She's doubling down on the position. She's grabbing, she grabs Delaney Walker here, excuse me. <clears throat> so Nessa is up. In the round before, she took Aaron Jones. I like that pick a whole lot better than the C.J. Anderson pick. And I like it because Aaron Jones, I like to be the guy that ends this year as the Green Bay starter. He's serving a two-game suspension, but I think after he serves that, he is really going to end up as the guy. Chelsea says, yes, definitely referencing the kit. So much juicy information. Appreciate that. She also said that she got the double dip. Oh, yes, with Funches. Yeah, didn't even see that. So I, I like that. I think that if Funches can replicate some of that uh, boom that he had during those that that game stretch with with um, Olsen out, if he can if he can replicate that with Olsen in, I like it for a whole lot. D Mama actually make a great pick here with Cooper Cup, followed by the Robbie Anderson or uh, following the Robbie Anderson pick by Nessa. Um, I think Robbie Anderson is a guy with upside in the 11th round, and Cooper Cup is a guy that's steady. I mean, he you look at all the categories for the Rams, and he led them in everything, right? He led them in red zone looks. He led them in yardage and I'm sorry, not yardage. He led them in targets. And um, so I think this is a guy that continues to show his relationship with golf is very strong. These were roommates in Cup's rookie year. And I think they continue to show it on the field. Cooper Cup is solid. He is going to be playing with um, a year under his belt now in his second year. And in that uh, Sean McVay offense, I think he's going to be really special. So Zombie Ball is up next. We'll just see who she selects here. Technical difficulties. Appreciate you guys hanging with me here. There we go. Screen is back up. So like like I was going through there, um, Delaney Walker, Robbie Anderson, Cooper Cup, Nelson Aguilar, and then my bromance at quarterback, Matt Stafford. I mean, look at where Zombie Ball was able to get Matt Stafford here. Obviously, it's her second quarterback. Uh, with the, the Deshaun Watson pick, but Matt Stafford is poised to have a huge year. This is arguably the best wide receiving core he has ever had, and he will be uh, primed and ready to chuck the ball under Jim Bob Cooter's offense. I appreciate uh, that pick there for sure. Tariq Cohen goes to D-Mama, so she's kind of making up a little bit uh, for her running back depth, um, although with the news about Jordan Howard being their three-down workhorse, uh, Cohen did take a bit of a hit. But they want to use them all over the field like Tyreek Hill. We'll see if that's able to translate. And if you're looking for some dope play, we we're talking about one-handed catches earlier. Tariq Cohen has a video online of him doing a backflip and catching two balls at the same time. Awesome video. Awesome talent. Uh, big fan of Tariq Cohen. We'll see if they're able to use him correctly. Nessa takes Jordan Reed here. Really like this pick. Uh, she can make up a little bit for picking the Denver tight end up above. And then Anime Lover takes, or that's Brenda. She takes Andrew Luck here. Women Rock takes the Chargers defense. I like this defense. Um, it's just late enough that it's okay to take here. If you if you got your eye on a defense and you want to make sure you get it, I like the Chargers defense. Joey Bosa, um, uh, is it Melvin Ingram? Yeah, the, like they have some really good talent, especially on the edge rushing. 
So we are closing in on the final rounds here. And we'll just see, Lindsay, I bet she's feeling a lot of pressure after she stacked this uh, team up. We'll see what she's able to get next. Lisa takes Robert Woods. Um, I, listen, they when they when the Rams traded for Robert Woods, it's because they wanted him to be their number one. They showed it. He was their number one last year. Um, we'll see if he's able to replicate that with Brandon Cooks coming to town, but I'm not, I don't hate this pick. And then Marin takes a guy. She waited on, she is still waiting on quarterback. And she takes a tight end. She waited on tight end too. And David, David Njoku's a great pick here. I think he's showing that a lot of these guys on Cleveland are, you know, poised and ready to make some real good progress. And Njoku is a guy who has scored in the preseason uh, on balls thrown by both Baker Makefield and uh, Tyrod Taylor. So similar to Jarvis Landry, I think Njoku has a shot to be productive no matter who the quarterback is. Chelsea takes another number one wide receiver, another guy that used to catch balls from Cam as well, in Kelvin Benjamin. I love this pick. I couldn't be happier with this pick. I hate the Bills. I think that they're a trash team. I don't hate them. I just think that for fantasy purposes, I do not like their lineup this year. But Kelvin Benjamin in the 12th round is the number one wide receiver. He's literally all they have. And so with Josh Allen, who has a big arm, if he starts, he's going to be checking up the ball to Kelvin. This is a guy who projects to see at least 10 targets a game. Whether or not the quarterback's going to be able to get him that is a different story, but Kelvin Benjamin taking a shot on him in the 12th round, I love it. Great pick here. This is a great question by Chris Hannon. We're talking about these later rounds. Should you draft running back handcuffs? And so for me, I think there's situations where you would want to take a look. Um, Latavius Murray is one that I, that's been popular this year, especially with me and Johnny. We're talking about it because there's a lot of reports about Cook coming back from the injury. They might ease him in. Murray's going to have value standalone, maybe. I think more, more often than, or more likely is that by the end of the year, Murray will have no value and Cook will be back to that um, workhorse back that he was before. But the question is, should you draft handcuffs? I think in that case, you take Murray. Um, there are some other cases where you may be looking where you know it's a clear-cut guy, but so many times... You don't know that if your guy goes down, that handcuff is legit going to be the guy. Um, so for me, it's kind of tough. But there are certain situations like the Latavius Murray one that I am interested in doing. Chris Thompson is taken by Bailey here. She helps out with that running back depth we were talking about. I love Chris Thompson. You look at last year before the injury, and he was really um, a top 15 back in, in both formats. And so for me, with both the running backs ahead of him banged up and only Adrian Peterson there, who is not a huge pass catcher, Chris Thompson's role is secure. So as long as he stays on the field, he's going to get work. They love Chris Thompson. They don't want him to run as much. Um, that's, I think that's why they picked up Adrian Peterson. But Chris Thompson has a role to find. I think that's a great bench stash right there by Bailey. <laughs> All right, so we're working through it here. <clears throat> Bailey's up next still. She's got her second pick here um, in this back-to-back -back in this turn. So we'll see what she goes with. She's pretty much got every position handled except for kicker. She may, oh, yep, takes Latavius Murray. <laughs> She's listening to the fancy whispers. Latavius Murray's a good pick here. I mean, if you're taking a shot and you think a guy can go down, 
listen, I think there are going to be games. If you got in a bind and you needed to start him, he's got a touchdown. He's got touchdown upside. They could throw him there and at the goal line. I think at the beginning of the year, he will look a lot better than he'll end up at the end of the year because I think they will try to ease in Dalvin Cook back from that injury. So Chelsea is up next. We'll see how she follows up back-to-back -back wide receiver picks here in the 13th. Uh-oh. I added fuel to the Bailey-Chelsea rivalry here. Oh, yeah, cool idea. Talk about locking up my specific handcuff when Bailey has a vendetta against me. Nice. Yeah, uh, I'm really sorry, Chelsea. I did not mean to tip the hand there. Um, Hannah says, hashtag, hashtag drama. She doesn't care about his upside. She cares about stealing him from me. Probably likely. So, yes, uh, that is another situation you will draft handcuffs just to spite other players, as we're seeing right now. Um, and you use it as trade bait. Maybe Bailey is able to offer something up, uh, a Latavius Murray package up to Chelsea, and maybe Chelsea is able to, uh, to, to get her handcuff via trade. Abby, a.k.a. Bailey, uh, jumping in here with hee-hee-hee-hee. Hee. Yeah, that uh, a little maniacal laugh that she is. Uh, she, took, she took the handcuff. So the, the rivalry continues here, and the pot has been stirred. So Chelsea, maybe in a rage, in a rage, she drafted a kicker here. Jake Elliott, she is a big Eagles fan. And then we are working our way through it here. So Marin is up next. We'll see what she kind of does here after taking tight end. Will she finally get quarterback here? That is the big question. Let me make sure she's not missing it. Yeah, I thought so. So she takes defense, still waiting on quarterback. This is a team after Johnny's heart here. You waited on tight end, and you're literally waiting till the last two rounds maybe to get quarterback. I like the Saints defense pickup, though. They play a Jameis Winston list, Jameis Winston list, Tampa Bay Buccaneers to start the year, and they have a great defense. It's a young, up-and-coming defense. So Lisa is up next. It looks like she's in now. She might have auto-picked a couple earlier. But Lisa is here. So let's see how she follows up the Robert Woods pick. She has pretty much got her team set. She is just stacking depth at this point. Um because she took the Vikings earlier in elite defense. She took an elite kick, kicker in Greg Zerline. We'll see if the if those – Chelsea says rage kicker pick. I, you know, I thought so. Not happy about the Latavius Murray business. She goes ahead and picks that kicker, Jake Elliott. <clears throat> so Lisa is up, still working through her picks. So, yeah, like we said, this is our first ever listener league, and it's the ladies who are running this show today. Uh, we are working through the last couple rounds here. Ten-team league, standard scoring, six points for quarterback touchdowns. Um, so we are excited to get this thing rocking and rolling. Obviously, the regular season is around the corner. This draft has been excellent. Um, we've been seeing a lot of – we've seen some reaches. We've seen – Okay, I think I'm back. Man, sorry, guys. I keep messing this up on you. Anyways, what I was going to say is uh, I'm glad to be showing you guys the whole length of this, basically from draft to team. You build that up uh, through waivers, through trades, and by the end of the year, hopefully by showing you guys the listener league through the website, you guys are able to see how it all, the maturation process of the whole thing. 
And then that gets you excited to play because honestly, this is one of the greatest things that's uh, in my life. Obviously, I'm doing a, a podcast on it, but not just playing fantasy football or watching football. It's more about the camaraderie. You know, me and Johnny are in a hometown league. Uh, you can see that championship belt behind me. That's, you know, uh, part of that league. And basically it has grown and fostered relationships with people uh, that are going to last a lifetime. And so for me, I'm really excited to show you guys that and, um, you know, get the ladies involved in this and then be able to show you the ladies progress throughout the year and see if they can kind of, you know, join the culture that is fantasy football. We enjoy it. We love it. And it's great. So to finish this up, oh, Nessa takes Colin Kaepernick here in the 13th. Uh, let's hope the NFL wises up and gets this guy signed. That would be great. And then she'd be sitting there, although I think it would be her third quarterback. So um, maybe she uses it in a trade if he's able to get picked up. Uh, Tyler Eifert follows that up. Devonta Booker. Uh, Christian Kirk, who is a nice sleeper wide receiver. I, I'm digging that. Uh, I think he could end up being the secondary target in Arizona pretty easily. Dak Prescott gets taken by D Mama as her backup quarterback. The New England Patriots then come off the board, the Houston, Texas, and man, oh man, do I like this pick by Women Rock, and that's Mike Williams. Big Mike Williams out of the Los Angeles Chargers probably suits up as their tight end, so he kind of takes those red zone looks uh, that Hunter Henry had. He's such a big body. They've been drawing up a lot of stuff in the offseason um, for, for him and to make him effective in the red zone. And then Lindsey takes Pierre Garçon. This is a guy who could be the number one instead of Goodwin, who's been getting all the hype. And he should be a volume guy. So if she gets in a bind and needs to play someone, uh, she can. And then Lisa follows up uh, her pick from the 13th, which it's not registering for some reason on my screen, but maybe we'll be able to see that later. With Giovanni Bernard, uh, who if Mixon goes down, Giovanni Bernard could be a top 15 back. So, And here we go. Wow. In the 14th round, Marin takes her quarterback, and it's Ben Roethlisberger, who's a guy who projects to be top 10, if not top 8 or top 5. At the end of last year, only Russell Wilson was a better quarterback in the last eight games than Ben Roethlisberger. He is a top 5 potential quarterback, and she's gotten him in the 14th round. Sterling Shepard then goes to Chelsea, who is stacking up another giant uh, in Sterling Shepard. I like this pick. I think he's got good upside in an offense that – projects to be vastly improved. Bailey takes Phillip Rivers as her backup quarterback here. And then we'll see who she takes in 15. Doesn't look like the time's on this anymore. So we might have experienced a bit of a glitch with the app. But with that, I'm going to sign off with the broadcast, try and help. Uh, oh, wait, wait, maybe not. Never mind. We're good. <laughs> we'll finish it up. I'm just not seeing the time like I was before, which is fine. Uh, Mason Crosby's kicked. Uh, Green Bay kicker. Love that pick by Bailey to finish out her squad. Chelsea then takes the Denver Broncos. I think that's an excellent pick at the last. You know, like they are going to be elite. They add Bradley Chubb, who is a beast of a human being and a great football player. Marin Miller takes Matt Bryant with her last kicker pick there. Lisa is up next. Glitch in the matrix, <laughs> as Hannon says. Yeah, that's basically what it was. Chelsea says, last round, hang tight. I am trying. 
we are trying here. Everybody gets antsy. They want to get that that team in their in their phone, in their app, and kind of take a look at it and see what's going on and maybe even start making some moves. Some people will come away from this not feeling as confident, I'm sure, and want to make some moves right away. Um, Lisa then takes Alex Smith as her backup quarterback. I love the Alex Smith pick. I think he's got – he's going to be a steady guy. And if you look at Jay Gruden's offense, he's been able to make career years with Andy Dalton and Kirk Cousins' success is somehow tied or is somewhat tied to Jay Gruden as well. So Abby is asking if we'll be rating we or Bailey, sorry. Will you guys be rating our team? Um, yeah, we can do we can throw something like that together. I'll talk with Johnny. Maybe we'll put out a uh, a video where we go through the team separately and we're able to uh, kind of give you guys a rating on that. That would be kind of fun. So I'll talk with Johnny about that. If not, we'll get a couple quick videos, maybe a power rankings put together of your guys' teams. Although I kind of think Bailey's just addicted to the praise as Johnny was already on here pumping her team up a lot earlier. So Lindsay says another Penn Stater. She must have gotten, uh, yeah, Robbie Gold at her as her last pick here. Good as gold. Did I say career ears? Yes. <laughs> Jay Gruden is responsible for the career ears of Alex Smith or of, uh, of Andy Dalton. And if you've seen his ears, there are some good ears. So <laughs> and we got Bailey coming in, chiming in laughing. So some last round funny stuff going on here. Some funny business. And uh, Women Rock is up next. And then we've just got... You know, with Women Rock, we've, we've got five picks left, and we're able to basically kick off this lady listener season. Uh, we are we are excited here at the Fantasy Whispers. Graham Gano is taken here. I, Graham Gano is a good kicker. I think that offense is going to be moving a whole lot better, hopefully, this year with North Turner. And so there should be some points scored by Carolina this year. Bailey says A plus report card. Hopefully, um, we'll see about that. Bailey, we'll see. Some of your some of your running back depth, even though you were able to swoop up Latavius Murray from Chelsea. I don't know if I should keep talking about it. Chelsea's probably a little bitter. Lindsay says go team panic at the draft. Oh, I love, I love that team name. That's good. Uh, let's see here. Graham Gano still the last one off the board. Chelsea says, ah, shit, I need a team name. What will it be, Chelsea? It's going to be like down with Team Bailey, pretty much, I think. It's going to be the MO for her season. <laughs> Josh Reynolds was taken, uh, LA Rams depth wide receiver. We'll see if he's able to make a uh, – there's a lot of weapons there in, in Los Angeles, so that could be a little hard. Nessa takes him with the 15th pick – or, uh, yeah, with her 15th pick. D-Mama and Zombie Ball will round out our last round here. I just want to thank all the ladies. Uh, we'll just run down here. Bailey, Chelsea, Marin, Lisa, Lindsay, Elena, Brenda, Nessa – Rebecca and Deanna, all you guys or all you ladies that came and showed up and drafted, we appreciate you. The Fantasy Whispers are behind you and we support you in any way we can. 
you need any kind of advice, you go to the website, you could direct message us. We're there for you. And we hope to bring a few of you on the show that want to be on. And we hope to have a great year this year. D-Mama's last pick is Duke Johnson. I, I think this is a real good value. I think the James White value, too, by Women Rock was great. Um, Duke Johnson is a great pick. We know his role is defined. And if uh, Cleveland is bad, which they, they, they have been at times, uh, that will be... That will be a good pick. So anyways, I just want to thank the ladies so much. We appreciate you. And we're excited to do this every year. And this is just the start of that. And so thank you guys so much. Fantasy Whisperer is out. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.